What is grace? Grace is community. Grace is passion. Grace is for everyone. Today we start a series on foods of the Bible. This was a topic suggested by our team as we discussed different sermon series ideas. Clearly we were thinking about these topics just before lunch, but that's okay. Uh, Food can have an incredible impact on our lives. Just smelling my mom's zucchini bread transports me back to my childhood. Uh, Family dinners and holiday gatherings can have uh, food at the very center of them, and it's no different in the Bible. Jesus ate and drank at the Last Supper the day before his crucifixion. The communion they had together was a meal that Christians have celebrated and repeated for thousands of years. Our faith at its heart is a meal shared between us and God. So we'll spend a few weeks looking at this ordinary activity made extraordinary through the love of God. Our first week is on bread, and the passage we are looking at comes from John chapter 6. Earlier in the chapter, Jesus has famously fed a crowd of 5,000 people. Jesus wanted to feed the massive crowd who had come out to hear him preach. And with just a few loaves of bread and a few fish, the entire crowd is able to eat their fill. After the people realize what has happened, they want to make Jesus king of Israel. Could you imagine that? Uh, Someone fills your belly with food and you are ready to make him king. Uh, The next day, we come to the passage we are about to hear. Uh, Karen is going to read for us. The disciples cross the Sea of Galilee at night in a boat, and Jesus has crossed by walking on the water. So two incredible miracles have happened back to back, and the people are just about to realize this. Let's listen to what happens next. This is from the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 22 through 40. Hear now the word of the Lord. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the other side of the sea saw that there had only been one boat there. They also saw that Jesus had not got into the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, 
I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. Everything that the Father gives me will come down to me, and anyone who comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. This is indeed the will of my Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. And from Acts chapter 2, verses 46 and 47, day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Lord, may we be an inclusive community passionately following Jesus Christ. Work in us as we reflect on the bread of life. Amen. Every week I tried to visit with at least one or two people from our congregation, and this past week I had a chance to visit with some of our homebound members. These are people you don't see on Sunday morning because of age or pain or medicine that has made coming to church too difficult on them. So instead, we go to them. I bring communion and we sit and talk and pray and have this sacred meal together to remember that God is with us wherever we are. It is an honor to visit with these folks, but sometimes it turns out they bless me a whole lot more than I bless them. Uh, I met with Donald and Anna. Uh, They are a wonderful couple, and they told me a story that simply astounded me. Years ago, they had the chance to travel to many places around the world, and one of their trips took them to the Ukraine. Donald was serving in the military, so he knew he was a marked man while on vacation, but they still had a great time. Uh, At one point, they were at the opera hearing a beautiful performance, and a woman seated directly in front of them turns around after noticing their American accent. She asks about themselves and tells a little of her own story, and by the end, they have become fast friends. This woman, Olga, asked if Anna would write her. She agreed and gave Olga her address, and from that point on, they would write one another every so often for quite some time. It wasn't until Chernobyl that things took a dramatic turn. Olga's husband was a professor, and after the Chernobyl disaster, where a nuclear power plant had a partial meltdown, he sent his family to safety. He, however, remained to work and teach. It wasn't long, though, before cancer began to develop in his body. The Russian government in charge had disavowed him and offered no help, hoping to ignore and deny the poisonous effect of the nuclear waste. So Olga called her American friends. She told them the situation and how dire her need was. She said Donald and Anna were her only hope, so they swung into action. They knew they couldn't afford the needed procedures themselves, so they called friends and doctors until finally St. Joseph's in Patterson said, yeah, bring him in. They explained again, saying he was in the Ukraine and they couldn't pay for it. They had no passports. And St. Joe said, yeah, we get it. Bring him in and we'll treat him. 
They continued to work with the embassy and raising funds for the procedure. Eventually, it was all set. Olga's husband had his operations, and years were added to his life. Olga was able to move here with her son, and to this day, the two of them live here in the U.S., grateful to Donald and Anna for all they did after a chance meeting at the opera. What Donald and Anna did was to offer their new friend the bread of life. I bet most of us want to do the same for our friends and family. Very few people don't care about anyone but themselves. But making that transition to being other-centered can be difficult. Psychologists actually have a name for this mindset that allows someone to be the bread of life. It's called the outward mindset. We're probably used to its opposite, a mindset that is inward. It's not that we are selfish or don't care about other people. It's that we think how we behave is what's most important. And sure, behavior matters a lot, but if all we ever focus on is behavior, we'll miss a much bigger world out there. Ever had a boss demand that you do work a certain way? Ever had a loving spouse tell you with the fakest smile you've ever seen that you're doing it wrong? See, we can force people to behave a different way for a little while, but what really matters is changing people's mindsets. That's why the outward mindset is so important. Watch how Jesus does exactly this in John chapter 6. After these two miracles, the crowds are following after him. They are excited about his ministry, so when they wake up the next morning after 5,000 people are fed, they are trying to find Jesus. They want to see what he will do next, not realizing he has already done an incredible miracle while they were asleep. So, so let me pause there for just a moment. How many times has God done an incredible miracle while we were asleep? I know it's happened more than once in my life. While I fretted and worried about something, God was already at work fixing it and paving the way, not for my benefit, but for his glory. Sometimes we just got to let God work. So anyways, the crowds are searching and they find Jesus on the other side of the sea. It's about eight miles wide, so there's no way he just swam across it at night. So they ask him, when did you get here? And Jesus ignores their question and says, what is really happening? He says, you aren't here because of the miraculous thing I did yesterday or because of how I walked on water last night. You are here because I gave you bread. Your bellies were filled, and now you want more. And he starts to shift their mindset. He redirects them to what really matters. He says, don't work for food that perishes, but work for the food that brings eternal life. They try and make it right, asking, if we have to work, what kind of work must we do? And he points to himself. Believe in me. Believe in Jesus. That's what God calls us to do. Now the response to this is actually quite funny if you think about it. They came looking for more bread. Jesus said bread doesn't matter. What you really need is eternal bread, a life that comes from God. And then they say, so what sign will you do so we know we can believe you? You know, Moses made manna appear when our ancestors fled Egypt and crossed the desert to the promised land. 
all that conversation, that shift from Jesus, and they are still thinking about food. Jesus sets them straight, saying, I am the food you want. I am the bread of life. You don't have to worry about what you will eat. Worry about your spirit and how when you saw Jesus, you turned away from him. The bread of life comes to us when we believe in Jesus. And that's how we can have an outward mindset so that we can be the bread of life for others. That's how we can respond like Donald and Anna. We can do it because we know it's not us that brings life. It's Jesus. And the more we can change our mindset from an inward one to an outward one, the more we are able to bring life to others when they are struggling. When Anna and Donald found out Olga's husband was sick, they didn't think about what it would cost them, what they were risking in trying to help. They just helped. Their connection with God, who calls us to care for others, compelled them to offer the bread of life to others. Could you see yourself doing that? Could you focus on how to bring life to another person even when they are focused on their own problems, on filling their own bellies? Now, you'd think a SWAT team would be the last place where they would be thinking about others. Police are constantly in dangerous situations, and using force seems like the right answer. But there's one SWAT team that realized there was a better way. They, they constantly had lawsuits for all the property they destroyed. They would do whatever they could to hurt criminals as badly as they could. But one day their captain had a realization. His son told him he was a robot and didn't want to have anything to do with him. And it sparked a change in the captain. He chose to change his mindset from an inward one concerned only with self-preservation and maintaining what he had to an outward one. It changed him. It changed his, his family, and it even changed his SWAT team. They started thinking about the people they encountered in their raids as people. They helped every way they could, and it led to less dangerous confrontations, quicker help from the people whose homes they raided, and way less property damage. It all changed with an outward mindset like Jesus suggests in John chapter 6. Don't focus on your belly, on your own physical needs. Focus on Jesus and the people around you. Be a blessing to them so that they see Jesus in you and God can raise them up. Could you see a world like this? One where you and the people around you are working in concert together, not just to behave the right way, but with an outward mindset, actively looking for the thing that will raise up the people around you. This could literally change the world. Well, let's end with this. Along with Donald and Anna, I also had a chance to visit with Bob this week. Some of you will know him from the jewelry store he owns. Others will know his four sons connected to our church. They have always been generous with our church. Every year they make a donation of an expensive piece of jewelry to our tricky tray. It's a marquee item that helps that fundraiser grow every year. But when I talked with Bob, he didn't talk about jewelry. Instead, he shared with me about some of the hardships that he's gone through. About losing his beloved wife this past year about the time he damaged his knees so badly he thought he'd never walk again, 
He told me how he and his wife had gone through surgeries and cancer. Perhaps the most vivid story he shared was how when he was just a teenager, he had biked from his home all the way up to Franklin Lakes. He stopped in front of this massive home that seemed impossibly large to him. He thought to himself, who in the world could afford such a place? Who could ever live here? And 40 years later, after hard work and many investments that worked out for the good, it was him who owned that home. He and Alicia purchased it and renovated it and happily lived there for 10 years. Then on a day they happened to be away, lightning had struck the house, caught fire, and burned almost the entire place down to the ground. And you know what he said about his life after all these hardships? He said, I have been so blessed in this life. The hardship wasn't the point. The difficulties weren't a distraction. He was steadfast on exactly what mattered most in life. He told me how when he was 16 years old, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. He started reading the Bible every day, and as he got older, he wanted more people to know Jesus. He wanted his girlfriend, who would later become his wife, to know Jesus. His children, who would grow to be strong men, to follow Jesus. His grandchildren and friends, and even strangers along the way. One day he was given a copy of the, of the Bible called The Message, and it changed his mindset. I know because I had a similar experience. When you read the Bible and you start to know it, it by heart, the words can get lost. But when it's fresh and it reminds you again of the heart of God, suddenly the Bible becomes alive. It turns you outward and becomes the bread of life. He started buying copies of the message and giving them away for free. At first, it was just a few copies here and there. Eventually, he gave it away by the dozens and then the hundreds. He shared with me that he has purchased and distributed thousands of copies of the Bible. He has never taken a dime from anyone for this. His only desire is that others would know the bread of life as he does. His outward mindset means he is always thinking about how to help others, about how to draw them to Jesus, that they might know life. Throughout the scriptures, we hear about bread, and Jesus makes a connection between this food that keeps our bodies alive and this spiritual food that keeps our spirits alive. We need the bread of life. We need Jesus because it is he that calls us to turn and face the world unafraid of the consequences to our bodies. Instead, we are driven by the blessing of God that flows through us. When we have an outward mindset for the benefit of others, and we follow Jesus, we offer the bread of life to all we meet. Amen? Amen. For everything happening at Grace, check out our website at gumc.org.